From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, you know we love talking food. So if you missed the uh, last hour, what was that, a good 20 minutes with Barry Odom on food? No. We asked him a quick question about Kansas City Barbecue. Yeah, because he was at Missouri. He's got a bunch of guys on the staff who are familiar with the, uh, the Kansas City area. They actually got couple of recruits from one high school, uh, one being a linebacker who's one of the highest commits in the history of the school in Melvin Laster. Um, again, he's a linebacker out of the KC area, but that's one of their favorite areas. And, and Odom had tweeted out a couple of weeks ago about Arthur Bryant and Gates First in, of all, in Kansas City. Neither is the best, but also – I actually – I like Gates a lot. He's uniquely qualified to answer. Now, we should have started this just on the whole thing about barbecue, but uh, – Arkansas is better than Kansas City in terms of barbecue. And, well, you, and he you was like, also you like one of the joints here. Yeah, but that's no, I, no, but I liked the joint here because of my time in Arkansas, where I where oh, that's right, where I discovered that I thought Arkansas barbecue was the best in the world. I didn't know you did a bunch of barbecue near there. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. If you don't know, Adam is very much tied into the Clinton circles. It's true. Yes, it's very. Oh. That's a true story. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, he's got a lot of connects. This guy just gets more fascinating by the day. I mean, we all believe Adam's a really high achiever as the reigning Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, but there are some, as I've been using today, and not saying it correctly often, but the highfalutin family members who have connections. There are. Well, they at least move in those circles. They, they're they not highfalutin themselves. Okay, is that right? They blend in well. Okay. So he popped Gates and Arthur Bryant, and we brought in uh, Coach Joe Esposito, who's done a bunch of stuff with us, who's out – uh, UMKC now, the KC Ruse, and I guess his place is Q39, and so good stuff. We can talk barbecue anytime. And by the way, if anyone, most people I'm sure haven't been around Barry Odom, um, I, we're big fans of self-deprecation. M- maybe not Demond because he's actually in shape, but I will self-deprecate when Barry Odom says, if you look at me, you know I like food. Like, he's not a fat ass. He's one of these kind of like wide-body dudes at about 6'1". He played linebacker. He's a big Missouri. guy. He played linebacker at Missouri. So I'm sure he carries, you know, 240 like it's nothing. I carry 240, and this is what it's not. It's not. It's not good. So you're like five four. Um, Sorry, I mean, don't be a heightist like that. <laughs> yeah. Because in this room, if I'm five four, then we've got people who are under five feet tall. That's fair. You know, let's not. Don't be a don't be a height snob at six Demont, three and three quarters Demont, or whatever you lie Demont's about. Four eleven. Demont, he's not four eleven. Well, my, that's my point. I'm not five four. <laughs> I've never lied about my height or gone over. I'm a legit five nine. Maybe, you know, maybe. I think that might be without sneakers. So I'll go down your route. Maybe I'm five nine and a quarter with the shoes. All right. Is that good? I don't use quarters. Six three and a half. I don't use quarters either. Six three and a half. I'm uh, I'm actually shocked. By the way, we're gonna go at five thirty to uh, play by play on ESPN National of the NBA finals. The Nuggets trying to close out the heat. I'm surprised you're back. You had to fly in and out of Miami Airport? Yeah. Why Miami? Why didn't you go to Lauderdale? Uh it's much cheaper to fly to Miami. And really? It had one of the only direct flights. I and love the Lauderdale Airport. I would say, I, I think the reason it's much cheaper is because the airport is a, I almost said a bad word, it is a disaster. Really? Mm-hmm. Still? It sucks. I think the last time I was there like was like six years ago, and I was like, wow, this is going to be really cool when it's done. Uh, yeah, it's not done. Uh, it sucks. And uh, I, I, I've said this a couple of times now in different interviews, I w- I've been to, I mean- some pretty remote places. I mean, Mexico City's not remote, but I've been to Mexico City. I've been to San Jose, Costa Rica airport. I've been to some spots. Nothing anywhere close to as bad as Miami airport. Why? Uh, 
it seems like every well, first of all, I think it was opened like 1936, so that's one problem. Uh, it feels like everything they've done in the airport, they sit down and have a meeting. Like, all right, what's the least efficient way we can do this? And that's what we're going to settle on. <laughs> that would be perfect. And that's what they do. Uh, I think every elevator is out of service. Every escalator is out of service. The the tr- the tram that goes to the parking in the rental car area, I think goes like a half a mile per hour, and it's like a long ride. It takes forever on the tram. Then the baggage claim, you have to go around like 18 curves. And they'll, somebody will say, hey, where's where's the baggage claim? Oh, well, they laugh first before they say anything. Yeah. Like, okay. It's the most inefficient thing I've ever Baggage claim almost got me. I had to fly through Miami when I was coming back from vacation internationally. And the the customs area uh, and immigration, it was, I actually thought that was decent. But then trying to get... Through the rest of the airport, it was actually the site of one of my one of my favorite moments ever with my global entry, which is highly recommended to everybody. Uh, the customs line was over four hours long, and I just got right to walk right past it. Beautiful, it was fantastic. That's great, but that was a that was a benefit, obviously, of having that. If I didn't, it would have been a nightmare. That place is terrible, and everyone had travel nightmares on this trip. Which again, nobody nobody cares about that, but some of them were funny. You may have lost it on our flight there, which was delayed an hour. Because the flight attendants were trying to talk the pilot out of going. Because they wanted another night in Vegas. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How do you know they were trying to talk him out of it? I was at the front. and uh, Oh, no way. They, it was a very minor. They do that? Were they like, mm, a very, Well, it was a very minor issue. Cancel the flight. It was a very minor issue. Really? Um, and the pilots were like, we're good. We're just going to go. It wasn't anything with safety related. Um, it was basically the air conditioner was stuck on one temperature. They couldn't go up or down. What was and, it on? Uh, it was like, whatever. It was very comfortable. It was fine. So it was fine. It was okay. fine. It was not like 83 but, or 64. No, it was, like, it was like 68 or something. It was like perfect. Yeah, get, get some blankets. And they couldn't change it. And so the flight attendant was like, yeah, hey, we can't change it. And the pilot's like, okay. Like, is it too hot or too cold? You cold? heard all this. Yeah, I was right in the front. <laughs> and they- The flex of being right there in the front, though. It, yeah. And the, the, the pilot's like, well, we're, we're going. They're like, ah, I don't know. I, I, we don't feel comfortable. Like, we should stay here another night. And the pilot's like, we're not staying. We sat on the runway for over an hour. Oh, no. And then the flight attendants tried to pull one over on the pilot. They go, hey, we're just sitting here. We don't know why. I can't tell you anything. And the pilot comes out and is like, stop. Right now, stop. We're going. So the flight attendant went and got somebody that wanted to go to the bathroom. We're like, go to the bathroom. Because, like, we don't want to go. Wait, they let him off the plane? Put No, put somebody into the bathroom. Okay. That They shouldn't be going. They're on the runway. Right. You're supposed to be sitting in your seat. They put them in the bathroom. The pilot goes, are you serious? We're going. Takes off with somebody in the bathroom. Because the flight attendants were trying to pull one over on the pilot. He's like, we're just going. It was hilarious. But also infuriating because we weren't. We, let, we sat on the runway for an hour while this power struggle went on. Yeah. By the way, don't mischaracterize me as a traveler. I'm a very calm traveler. You would not have. Uh, you wouldn't have gone for that. Uh, I probably wouldn't even have noticed it. Right. You like, you like tumult and angst. So you were all into it. I would have. Of course. I probably would have been asleep. Well, I mean, I could because this battle was going on between them. That's awesome. It's also the middle of the day. It was great. There you go. It was great. Airline Insider. Airline Diaries. Yeah, it was great. From one Adam Hill. Uh, how hard is it going to be for, oh, I hope I get this right, Argentinians sure. to get to Miami? And why would they want to go? Be, there's some direct flights, I feel like. Okay. From Buenos Aires to all right. Miami. Why would they want to go? Highly All recommend going to Fort Lauderdale instead, though. Yes. Uh, they want to go see Messi, I would imagine. Play for. How Inter big Miami. was the news down there? 
pretty big. It was yeah. huge. Although, very unfortunate that uh, Inter Miami actually had a game on the same day that Messi signed. It was a road Ooh. game, though, and uh, it was only on a streaming service. I won't give them a free pop here, but only on a streaming service. So we were out at some bars, and I was like, let's get the game on. And obviously, nobody had the ability to throw Inter, how, yeah, Inter that, Miami. How, so for MLS, is it how, how bad is this Apple TV deal if people can't get it? Uh, that actually wasn't. I think that that was uh, Paramount because it was U.S. Open Cup game. Um, oh, really? But yeah, it, look, it's tough. I, I look. I know uh, we were me and some friends were down in Phoenix a couple weeks ago for a full day of sports, and we went to a bar that had there was a soccer bar, so they had all the streaming services. So we were like, "Hey, this game's on Peacock, and you throw it on, and they can do it easily." But you know, there many bars can't even get it right if it's on Directv or cable. Correct. Mm-hmm. So for you to ask them to have a streaming service and to be able to operate it to get it on, good luck. Uh, so you know we'll see how that all works out, but that's a problem. It's definitely a problem. And side note, you did see DirecTV is going to distribute the business Sunday ticket, by the way. That is official. Yeah. We got into that last week. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. That's good for bars. Yeah. Uh, Damon and I, I don't know if we were arguing last week, we were discussing the – difference maker that Messi could be what's some of the reaction in the soccer world about the difference he can make and they don't really have a real tv deal in terms of money like the apple deal i think is the biggest deal they've ever had but the way i was reading it's a 10-year deal and is it 25 million dollars no i'm sorry was it 250 million dollars a year i think it was 250 million dollars a year so with a league that's got 20 plus teams each team's getting 10 million like it's not good. It isn't yeah, isn't the mark of like really getting over and making this into something beyond a pyramid scheme? Don't they have to get another massive TV partner? Couldn't that be why Messi is there? Or are they locked in now because they signed with Apple and they can't actually it's not like the NFL where NFL's got nine partners. Yeah, I mean I imagine the first step would be to get some of the some of the club or the championship level. So like when they play in US Open Cup matches and things like that, they could really Really sell those and boost those numbers, um, you know. Different different uh, events outside of MLS play is where I think they'll really capitalize at first. Uh, but the real move is getting him coming opens the door for other guys potentially coming. I know Neymar uh, was just saying this is an absolute game changer. Guys are going to start coming to MLS because of this. Uh, Messi turned down a lot more money to go to the MLS. He could have gone elsewhere. He could have gone li- full live and uh, and taken money, and he didn't. And so. Like he he I think believes he's gonna be a trendsetter and get other superstar players to come over here. And at that point, that's when you really capitalize. But I think there are revenue streams that you can take advantage of. I'm sure they're gonna go on international tours too, make money that way. Um there's going to be ways to take advantage of him being there without you know, ignoring the fact that they're locked into this bad deal. What do you think Messi really got in the deal? Because uh, the, the Saudis might have run at him and he turned him down. Yeah, well he got team ownership, which is big. Um that's a that's a huge thing, and he's getting percentage of almost everything. He's basically anything he generates, he's getting. So they they are handing over the keys of the franchise to him. Does he have horses? No, he's not Nikola Jokic. What is the thing with Jokic and the horses? So Nikola Jokic quit basketball when he was twelve to be a jockey. That's what he wanted to do. It's not Wait, gonna, what happened? It's not going to work. But he doesn't ride them, jockey. I thought it was more of like um. <laughs> Like I think a, he's like cart, like cart yeah, like cart, yeah. like a carriage yeah, racer. He's, the, he's, the, he's, he's like a, 
Harness. <laughs> a harness racer. Well, Steve's a, come on, you all know Steve's a racetrack guy. He worked at the he worked at the oh. racetrack. I, well, I worked <laughs> at Mountain Park growing up. But I also he uh, I, soup. I got to watch the Meadowlands and I always thought harness racing was really weird. It is. There's a lot of rain pulling. Sure. And you know, I don't know a lot about the jockeys there. I don't know if they have large human beings. That would seem to be not the not advantage. Well, I don't think Jokic was as big as he is now then, when he was twelve. But Did, I'm sure he was a big twelve year old. I mean, how? I mean, he. Do you think he was undersized at twelve? Yeah, I think he was little, little guy. Do you think he was? Do you think he was taller than both Damon and I at twelve? He had to be. He's probably in, the, in between. He's, he's seven foot tall. No, he's he was massive. not five. He was not five eight. He's huge. But even if he was like six foot, if he like he still was able, you know, perform the job of. I can. I'm only thinking about it like in a horse and buggy, so I don't really know what the movements are. <laughs> yeah, what, why are you doing horse and buggy? It's I don't know. It's not the same thing. What are you doing? Uh, he wanted to be a horseman. That's what he wanted to do. Right. He's too big. It, he's too big. It wasn't going to work out, so he had to go back to basketball. Fortunately, I guess for him, he made it back to basketball. But he did purchase a racehorse. He owns one. Okay. And he's he was rich. asked, "Why not? That's what people do." He was asked, "Are you going to celebrate winning another title by buying another horse?" And he's like, "Buy one even if we lose." I'm in. He's a horse guy. That's what he Most does. Most enthusiasm he's shown the entire finals. He's, he loves horses. Did you guys see the Kevin Durant deleted tweet? Or oh, maybe no, it was no. not from one of his burners, but he's like, that dude just wants to, you know, FaceTime yeah. his horses. I did see that. <laughs> and it Isn't it something about a pool and FaceTime his horses? Like he just doesn't he's just cool. Just doesn't he doesn't get worked up. He's very chill. I, I imagine at the at the track he's probably into it. Or do you think he's like, go, horse, go. I don't know. <laughs> If his brothers are there, he's not, the, he's, it's not going to be all docile. Win the race. I'm horse. sure his, his brothers are freaking fired up all the time. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Have you guys been around jockeys before? No. No? I mean, at Have the you? track? No, I mean, like, yeah, like clo- maybe closer than that. No. So really. you brought up my my yeah, concession you're, you're experience at- Slunk Soup. At Monmouth Park. Well, that that track had a very competitive softball league. And I will tell you what position were the jockeys? The playing? jockey? No, they had a team. Okay. The jockey team was highly competitive. Would you just hit everything over their head? First of all, and I'm going to make a joke, but it actually a grounder it, would just it, take a hop over their head. It does. It is applicable. It was an entire team of second basemen and shortstops. <laughs> okay, sure. That I'm makes serious. Sense. They're 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 starting shortstop and second baseman. I remember like the fastest, quickest, like just regular softball, rec softball turn of the double play I've ever seen. And the other thing is they were highly competitive because they're lunatics. Sure. And, you know, when you're in your 20s and you play softball, you're always all amped up and hopefully you have a couple of big guys on your team. Everyone wants to fight. And I will tell you, every time we play the jockey team, I'm like, no way. Because <laughs> they would whoop your ass. You know what kind of shape those guys are in? To freaking to weigh like 125 down to like 105? Yoked. No power on the team at all. Though. So that was good. <laughs> I played outfield. I'm like, I cover everything here, and don't run on me. They were fast though. Ever, you play very, uh, very shallow. Uh, yes, and you know, like seven infielders. And you know, if I got beat and they were trying to take third on me, what would I do? Throw it at them. Exactly. That's uh, what but you do. A small target. Yeah. Uh, that that is exactly. <laughs> good touche. Good touche. Uh, yeah, no, I hit him. one time. Adam, were you were you actually playing in that game? Yeah. Yeah. One time over at uh, what Green Valley? Is right? Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. One time we might have been a little bit down, but I think I think someone. I uh, hit one down the uh, right field line. I was playing right field, and I came up. Well, you, got got, annoyed. you got annoyed that they that they hit it the other way. Yeah, I got annoyed they hit it the other way. I had a run. The guy t- tries to turn first to second on me, and I'm like, I'm going to throw through the target. Yeah. So you I hit him squarely right in the back. I hit him squarely in the back. You're an animal. I mean, it's, it's wreck softball. <laughs> Didn't hurt. 
It's fine. Did he try to fight you? I'm I'm debating. I, I, I know. I think, think you dropped down to the ground. I know you okay. moved on from your from your soup experience. I, I debating. There's a there was a soup moment in Florida. We had a good combo last week with uh, Steve Levy. You missed that. Big I hot, saw? big hot soup guy. Well, we'll send it back. Unlike you, he He's, will send it back. Uh, well, he said he demands that it's hot, and he also said he uh, he demands that they dig deep, mm, which yeah, I never really thought got, of. No, I if you're going to get the soup, you go to the bottom. Uh, just, there was a just, okay. There was a media meal set up okay in Florida. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just for the for the sake of this, it's not a complaint about it. We're saying it was not good, but there was you know some things set up, and then there was a vat of soup mm. that didn't look good anyway. But my comment to some people standing around me was, who on earth is coming up here ladling soup into a little like styrofoam container mm-hmm. and eating soup? Like, this, Don't do that. Yeah. Don't be that person. So I was doing a whole thing about it. And then somebody who everyone would know who it is is standing right behind us, walks up and just goes right for the soup and just ladles in, fills up their soup. Two hands look excited to go back to their chair and eat the soup. I've met this person. I don't know if you've met them. You mm-hmm. know who they are. I want to. You know who they are. I want to now. Why would they have the soup there if you're not supposed to eat it? I'm not saying you're not supposed to eat it. I'm saying who's looking at soup and saying, yeah, I'm going for that. Me all the time. Can you give it us was the like flavor? A, a weird, like a real runny broccoli cheddar looking soup too, which I love a good broccoli cheddar. It's got to be a little thicker. It was runny. It was. It was looked. It looked awful. But who's going up there? Who's taking the time? To ladle soup into like a little styrofoam cup thing. So you know of this person, but you don't know them well enough to ask them how the soup was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Uh, we got to get out of this in a second. Um, game's coming up here in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Nuggets and the heat. Did you? You had the story about, because uh, you're weird because you just watch people. Did you Did you ever walk up to Bill Frieder and ask him about his salad at the Pac-12? Well, we asked him when he was on the radio with us. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. 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 Bill Frieder, the former Michigan and Arizona State coach. Is um he's a bit OCD and Adam claimed he made he makes some of the greatest salads. He made ever. the perfect salad at a media dining table. Yep. It was a little salad bar set up. So detailed. It was one of the greatest works of art I've ever seen in my life. And I think we threw him off when it we was asked perfect. Him about it. Yes. And I asked him about it. He was like, "Well, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? why are you watching? Why are you watching me make salad, oh, yeah. stalker?" <laughs> I was. You're like, can you explain I was set up a little bit? I mean, this is my first time hearing it. So, what was so? Great about his salad. I mean, setup. it was a perfect distribution of lettuce on the plate, and then used a. It was like a great foundation. He was like an architect. He, he set up the foundation, and then every topping built upon itself to. And it was perfectly distributed, so every bite was going to get a a great sample of all the different flavors. But it was also perfect, and the way he constructed it made allowed him to build a massive salad because he it was so well done. It was like a building. He's right. Interview over. It was great. And Frieder was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about Big, Michi- <laughs> Big Michigan fan coach. Just, just just, take the praise. Take the praise. It was impressive. You saw it. Yeah. It was impressive. By the way, the other night, you know I always talk about prices now on food. Uh, you know, a little fancier place. You get pitched the side salad. And, I, and I'm looking at the SO and I'm like, like I want to say no to her because I'm like, they're going to charge her for it. Should they tell you ahead of time? Hey, you want a side salad with the entree? I mean, if we're if we're going here, I'll I'll go a step further. I got infuriated by, and I'll call him out, Ed Graining. With what? We ended up at a chain Italian place in Florida 
where you get salad for free. Salad and breadsticks, yeah. And it's a, ta- a salad for the table. Right. Now, I don't know how many people are familiar with it. First of all, oh, you know. Did he pull a sports pig? Well, you know. Was it equivalent no, to it? I don't know, because you can get more. It's fine. Yeah, that's a good but point. But as you know, my favorite food in the world is a black olive. Love it. Oh, no. The do problem you, with this to, place. This is the end of the show. No, but the problem with this place. Yeah. Do they short you? or they give you, they give you like two or three black olives in the entire massive salad. Oh, no. It's barely there. And Ed, he's like, yeah, no black olives in the salad. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, does he know? There's like three in the entire thing. I'll have all of them. Don't say no to the black olive. It's 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 not hard to to not take one. So we got no. And then I had to go get a. I was like, Brick, can you bring a bowl of black olives on the side, please? No, I mean that's the easy solution. Yeah, but, but why, why but, are you saying no? But who is Ed to make the call? That's what I'm saying. It was it's a ridiculous request. If you're saying onion, sure, there's a ton of onions. I get it. You don't want onions, that's fine. You could pick around the black olives. How many Let's, people was he speaking for? Three. Mm, yeah, that's that's too few people to be making decisions for the table. All right, Damon. Objective opinion on this one. If you need a tiebreaker between Ed Graney and Adam Hill, I think Ed, ha- even though Adam's the reigning Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, I think Ed has a, a little more prestige at the paper. Like he's ahead at the paper. We're not at the paper. We're at the dinner table. <laughs> but, On a paper trip. <laughs> what if the tiebreaker is Lotus Broadcasting and it's Ed? And the press box and Cofield and Company with Adam. I mean, Ed's got his name on the show. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, he does not. Yeah, it's press box with Ed and Tyler. I thought. Oh, stop! It's press box. It's press box with Ed and Tyler. I think that's the name of the show. Yeah. Well, I can rename the show. Cofield and Company with Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez, John Von Tobel. Come on, Ari. (laughs) He's got front billing on his show. He barely talks. You can't even hear him. Raise the levels. I can never hear him. Right. We can hear you. It's true. Anyway. We've lost it. God, I want to say who it was with the soup, and I can't do it. Mm. He'll tell me off the air. Uh, <laughs> my side salad, it wasn't mine. It was the SO's. $14. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. That's it. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Was it good at least? It was delicious. Okay, that's fair. Then. But, but But I hadn't seen the price. When I saw the price, I was like, okay. I'm okay with that. We got three minutes, two minutes. What do we got? Uh, two and a half minutes right okay. now. Tyler Hero's back tonight. I saw the over/under on a, points it's, is, it's is, is six and a half. It, I'll take over, but it's the game. The series is over. Why? No there's, fight there's left no, on the there's, dog. There's no way. The the uphill battle is so ridiculous to try to win. They'd have to win twice in Denver. It was a miracle they won once. Not happening. And they they know what they're up against. They're going to quit. Come on, Hero. 15, 17, 18 tonight. What do you think? So, oh, you said over under six. Six and a half. Yeah. I'll take the under. I don't. I don't think he's gonna do anything. <laughs> what number could we have given you where you picked over one and a half? Yeah, yeah, maybe like okay. yeah, he, he, four. Okay, you know, maybe he scores three baskets. Boy, Demond really got us there. He sent over. He sent over the topic. Does Tyler Hero help the Heat chances at all? No. I, I not. the topic. I mean, you know, barely not. Trying to meet my quota. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no quota. Don't don't send over nonsense topics. <laughs> All right, did you get uh, did you get some viral love today? Because uh, we're going to play this up tomorrow. What's the story with Jack Eichel? Uh, Barkley goes on and does an interview, mentions meeting Jack Eichel. What do he say? The last one for you then on that. No, I got to tell you okay, something. All right. So yesterday I was at the hotel. I walked up to Jack Eichel and said how great he was. I think he had zero idea who I was. <laughs> I did. He was at the hotel. We sat at the same hotel. I said, "Hey, Mr. Eichel." It's an honor. You're a great player. But he looked at me like, who the hell are you? It was pretty funny. I like that. 
I like that. Was it funny or was it insulting? Uh, is Jack Eichel a when you meet him, it may be off-putting because I know someone who's like that. Not very much like Jack. Eichel. Or did Jack Eichel legitimately not know who Barkley was? He told me today he absolutely knew who Barkley was. Okay. I asked him specifically. Uh, he said I absolutely knew who it was. He said the issue was Barkley was very polite. And when he walked up, he goes, hey, I know you're in a conversation. I don't want to interrupt you. just want to say I'm a big fan. Great job. Love what you're doing out there. And Eichel said, thanks. Barkley just walked away. Oh, uh, okay. And so he said, I did, he's like, maybe I should have stopped or acknowledged or whatever. But he's like, I just thought he was being polite and walked away. Like, I knew who it was. He's like, I'm a huge fan. I watched Inside the NBA every night. Remember tomorrow, Ellis Island in the front yard. Cofield and company will be live from 3 and beyond with a live show. Come out. Party. And hopefully the Knights win and clinch the cup. We'll be at Ellis Island on Koval just off Flamingo.